You're listening to Healthy Living with Eric Sue Podcast, episode 145. Your chance is now. I am excited to announce the next Healthy Living Mastermind with Eric Sue. It starts January 9th, 2017. Over eight weeks, you will get Eric's proven health and wellness strategies to help you get your health back and achieve your fitness goals. Join in with other highly motivated people as we all support and inspire one another. Visit www.ericwsu.com forward slash mastermind for all the details. Are you a first time listener? Hey, welcome. My team and I hope you enjoy this episode. If you are a long time listener, we thank you for your continued support. Do us a favor and share this podcast with all your friends because they deserve this amazing content as well. Okay, now on to the good stuff you all have been waiting for. Health tips, wellness advice, no hype. Welcome to Healthy Living with Eric Sue, the show that inspires, motivates, and educates you towards your healthiest life. And now your host, Eric Sue. Hey guys, Eric Sue here. Welcome to another episode of Healthy Living with Eric Sue. We have a cool and outstanding, outgoing yoga instructor. Her name is Cassandra Justine. We'll be talking about the journey from physical yoga to something more. So without any delay, let me introduce you all to Cassandra. Cassandra, are you ready to make it happen? Sounds like a plan. Awesome. Through the vessel of her LLC, Choose Joy, she holds space for yogis and seekers to discover their dharma and tap into their power. She facilitates such transformation through sacred movement, energy healing, taro, dream building, poetry, and motivational speaking. She shares her message globally on Instagram as at Cass Yoga and via her bliss blog, Soul in Love. Rumor has it she is manifesting a world tour. Join her newsletter for weekly playlist, inspiration, and to hear about upcoming workshop, events, and retreats. Cassandra, that was just a little bit about who you are. Could you share with our audience a little bit more on how you got started? Yeah, so I have been a mover my whole life, shape-shifting and exploring the boundaries of my body. Um, You could consider movement my first language. Um, So at a young age, I was kind of bouncing off the walls, and my mom was like, okay, we got to give you something. So she actually gave me a yoga book around age five, um, and I remember just like, flipping through the pages and trying the different postures and my competitive mind loved the challenge, but it was so much more than physical for me. Um, I became enthralled by the just mysticism and the, um, just the, the eight limb path that was in the beginning of the pages, which are, you know, the progressions of yoga. So asana, the physical practice is simply just one part. So I became enthralled by this, idea of yoga being something so much more than physical at a very young age excellent very good and then you know our audience really loves the second question and it allows people to get to know a little bit more about who you are what's one cool or unique fact about yourself yeah so i can like press handstand for days and um a press handstand is uh an approach to get into the shape so it's where you would basically inhale and then exhale, roll to your toes, and then inhale, lift up into handstand without any momentum. Um, so those are just like a really, just basically a happy place for me. I'm such an inversion junkie. So, um, yeah. Interesting. And I think you have a lot of these videos or 
photos of yourself doing it, correct? Yes, you can find everything on Instagram. It's just Cass Yoga, C-A-S-S Yoga. Excellent. Very good. Um, so we came up with this topic for today. Um, and it's the journey from physical yoga to something more. Uh, for our audience, can you describe it a little bit more and help people understand where you're coming from? Yeah, so this journey from physical to something more, um, like I said, began at a really young age for me when I started looking at the Alim Path of Yoga, um, which are these different components of yoga. So starting with you know, yamas and niyamas, our ethics of how we engage in the world and how we live our lives, um, and then progressing through you know postures, breath work, meditation, um, and then the act of being present, um, which then leads us towards this idea of samadhi, which is the, the, eight, uh, the eighth limb on the eight-limb path, which is this concept of total enlightenment. Right. So at a very young age, I was enthralled by this concept of moving from physical to something more because um, because that's what life is all about. You know, it's like we we are humans, um, but we're also souls having that human experience. I think it's a really powerful conversation to have. Right. Right. Um, I'm always interested in alternative fitness. Um, yoga is a great uh, way to. Uh, release stress and improve your posture and so forth. Um, a lot of people go into it doing, seeing the physical aspect of yoga and everything. What, what do you say to people about this? Something more. What, what, what are these most people do? What, what should these people be experiencing? Yeah. So I think it's different for everyone and. Um, the amount of time that going deeper inward takes is also different for everyone. And it really just depends on your own personal journey, you know, with, with yourself and, and with the life that you lead. Um, so in terms of, you know, expectation, um, I, I guess I would first just say, like, let go of all and any expectations mm. <laughs> um, to give your mind and your, your spirit and your body space to just experience um, and then, you know, if you were to kind of go with the idea of expectation, like, hmm, what would this maybe be like? Um, perhaps it would look something like this, you know, once you're kind of in the posture, you kind of, you fall a little bit more into the breath, which gives you access to your energy body. Um, and then from there, you're able to go a little bit deeper inward, um, to more the mental, emotional uh, elements of who you are as an individual, and then from there, deeper into the mind and into your subconscious and uh, into that state of peacefulness, and then from there, tapping into you know what is known as like the bliss body, um, really just experiencing from a place of total joy and loving vibration, which then will take you closer and closest to your true self, which is often, you know, known as your Atman. So your true self is who you are underneath it all, underneath all these layers that make you, you. Um, so I would say to just be open-minded and patient, absolutely patient with the process, um, but absolutely open to whatever comes up for you along the road. Right. You know, um, something just came to mind, which is, you know, people see 
uh, yoga and probably only think of one or maybe two types of yoga. Uh, can you mm -hmm. quickly just uh, describe the, the versions or many options that people uh, could experience? Yeah, so there's so many different styles out there that it can sometimes get a little overwhelming. Um, but what's also really beautiful is that, you know, we're all different. And if we were all the same, life would be really boring. <laughs> so I think that's a part of this. I think that's a part of, I say that so often to kids especially, but I mean, adults, we need that too, you know? And like, that's why I think that there is so many different styles out there because we're all so different and we all need different things from the practice. So, you know, you have everything from, um, you know, more of a flow-based practice where you're really interweaving breath and movement and creating that um, experience. And then, you know, hatha yoga, which is going to be a little bit more, we're going to hold here and focus on more of these micro-movements. Um, and then you have, you know, restorative yoga where you're going to hold postures between five to ten minutes, and they're not intense postures. These are like ooey-gooey, I'm going to lay here, be super chill kind of postures. Um, really great for stress relief and relaxation. Everybody needs that. Um, a lot of like the physical active people, you know, such as myself, you know, um, we tend to gear more towards the flow, but sometimes we really just need that restorative. And, you know, people who tend to gear more towards that chill side of the practice might need a little bit more of that flow. Um, and then there's so many different disciplines in between, you know, the traditional lineages of Ashtanga and Iyengar and, mm. you know, everything from, um, just yin yoga, mm. which is like super mellow, but you get a little bit more movement than what you do in restorative to hot yoga, you know? So it's, there's a lot out there. So I would say just explore and research and play. And if the idea of like researching is overwhelming, forget about it. Just go to a studio that you feel connected to and just try a class and, and let your experience be what helps you find uh, what serves you best. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I think, um, some, something you had said in our pre-show conversation about not giving up after maybe one experience, good or bad, right? Absolutely. You have to stay at it. You know, um, the thing is, is that it's not necessarily the yoga that you maybe didn't gel with uh, in the classroom experience. It perhaps was the teacher. And that's fine. You don't have to like every teacher. You won't, actually. And that's totally fine. Um it doesn't mean that they're a bad teacher. It doesn't mean that you're a bad student. It just means that that wasn't your jam. And there's nothing wrong with that. So what you do is you just keep trying and keep exploring. And I promise you that over time you will find a teacher that you gel with, whether it's in the studio or a teacher that travels in from out of town or maybe online, you know, or maybe you go on a retreat. Um, but just stay at it and have have faith that you will unfold in the direction that's needed for you to evolve your practice. Yeah, absolutely. Never give up. Um, good or bad, obviously, in, in the fitness world where I come from, um, there's certain instructors who just do not convey and communicate very well. Uh, they're great people, but it just there's just that one missing element or something. And um, don't give up just because of that one moment. So, yeah, Maureen Muldoon actually said something to me about three years ago on my journey that really resonated with me that I share with people quite often. And it's rejection is redirection. Mm -hmm. So rejection is redirection. So if you feel rejected by the class or by the experience or, you know, by anything in life in general, it's simply there to redirect you towards what's going to serve you and what is uh, more aligned with who you are. 
Absolutely. Very good stuff. Um, it's been a while since I heard that one, but love that one. Um, yeah. So I know there's um, some more information that you'd like to share with us, specifically like uh, chakras or something that you had said that could really, really benefit someone uh, with their practice. Uh, could you go over those a little bit? Absolutely. So you had actually spoken to me in the pre-show about, you know, what um, what kind of comes up for people on an emotional level during the practice. And I really loved the phrasing of that question. It, it's what inspired me to even talk to you about the chakras. So, um, you know, a lot comes up on that mental, emotional level of the human experience. So um, when you're in these postures, it's going to bring up these different traumas or experiences from your past that might be blocking you in some way. So just to give you some ideas, I'll go through each one of the chakras briefly. Um, so, so within each chakra, they start from the ground up, so from the base of the pelvis up through the crown of the head. Um, within each one of these chakras, there's a challenge that's dealt with, and there is um, the positive element when the chakra is in its full health and really open. Um, so the positive element of the first chakra is um, just support um, and to be grounded. Uh, and the challenge that we deal with here that can often waver our our feeling of groundedness and our ability to to feel supported by our peers, our friends, our family, um, and our tribe, you know, is fear, right? So fear literally can shake our roots, um, which is so potent in terms of speaking of first chakra, the, that wording. So, you know, for example, perhaps you're in a yoga class and you're in a warrior stance, a warrior posture, um, and you're really feeling your legs and all of a sudden your mind starts to go to a place of like past trauma from childhood or, you know, um, old wounds from a family member or, you know, a relationship that was with you your whole life um, that's, you know, no longer with you. Um, these kinds of things, it's not uncommon for that to come up, um, if specifically if we're talking for chakra because we're working the legs in that case. So uh, mentally, emotionally, that might be awakened and, and brought up. You know, so, so speaking to each one of these chakras for you to understand kind of like what mental, emotional um, turmoil you might be dealing with um, that you can really combat through the practice of yoga and through breath and meditation. So second chakra, as we climb up this ladder towards the crown of the head, you know, is going to speak directly to connection and um, relationships. And the challenge we deal with here um, is is guilt, you know, and that could block our ability to be our full self in our relationships. And things like hip openers can really help, um, physically um, help. Oh, you know, Sean Korn, uh, a woman that I really love and have studied under heavily, she said once in a class, um, the issues are in the tissues. So these mm. issues, as I continue to share them with you, you know, it's important, you know, it's like you might be like, well, guilt, how am I going to deal with that in, in a pigeon pose, which is a hip opener? Well, because the issues are in the tissues and we have to get through that first layer um, of, of the human experience to, to really awaken and work with the real issue that's underlining. You know, so as we climb this ladder into the third chakra, um, Manapura, this is perhaps one of my favorite chakras um, because it's, it's third chakra and it's your connection with self, um, self-worth, self-love, self-care. And that's really the center of all of these centers. You know, you need that so important you need to feel connected to yourself and you need to love yourself in order for any of these other issues to be able to be resolved um and the challenge that we deal with at the center is shame 
Mm. You know, so shame, shame, all the blame. Um, just a, a quote from a poem that I've written that's actually on my Bliss blog. You know, it's 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 one of those centers we really need to be sensitive to and take care of. Um, and then as we move up into Anahata, the heart center, um, you know, this is your connection with love and how you share your love with the world. And um, this this challenge we deal with here is often grief. Um, you know, perhaps the loss of, of a relationship of a loved one, of of an experience, of a part of who we thought we were, perhaps um, a label that was, you know, placed on us um, that we identified with so much that was then, you know, shaken and taken from us. You know, perhaps you were an athlete and you get injured and it's like, oh my God, now I have all this grief on my heart. Mm. You know, then we climb up higher into the throat centers of the Judah and this is your um, connection with expression and with creative expression um, and with voicing yourself authentically and truthfully, but coming from a place of love and kindness. Um, is, is how that center is balanced. Because it's so easy to be, like, abrasive with our truths, right? I can totally relate, you know, um, to just be, like, overly truthful in a way that's abrasive. But it's how can I find a balance where I'm speaking from a place of love and kindness, but I'm still being truthful. Um, and the challenge we deal, deal with here often is lies. Um, so just, you know, telling ourselves lies or telling others lies. Um, and, and the And the the negative energy that that can create within ourselves and then moving up into the upper chakras, which are really our more spiritual chakras, whereas the ones below are more driven towards physical, um, world. But, you know, Ajna, your third eye, your, um, sixth chakra is your connection with the mind. Um, and the work here is how can I harvest a peaceful mind? And the challenge here is, illusions and false realities um there are five kleshas in the practice of yoga and kleshas are types of suffering and the the first type of suffering is actually avidya and avidya translates to kind of mean this false reality these illusions and and the ancient yogis wrote about it for a reason it's because the very real thing that we experience in this human uh world you know we perhaps get caught up on thinking we can, oh, I'm sure so many of you can relate to this, like thinking we can change a, a person that we're with. Mm. And we get so trapped in thinking that we can change this person. And really we're just, our, we're causing our own suffering by living in this false reality. Um, so kind of breaking those blocks, seeing clearly um, and having a peaceful mind that can be very uh, productive and creative as a result of, of destroying this you know, illusion that might be blocking us. And then, of course, the seventh chakra, Sahasara, you know, we move up into that, you know, connection with source, with the unknown, with the universe, with whatever word you feel comfortable with. Um, and, uh, you know, the challenge there is it is earthly attachments. Um, so when we become attached with the material world, it, it feels very difficult to... Uh, to move into a spiritual realm because it's like, well, I don't really want to go any further. Like, I really, I'm really attached to where I'm at right here. Like, my things, my experiences here on this physical world. And a lot of people um, will develop these fears of of death because of this um, unwillingness or this attachment to life. So this unwillingness to like let go of life or know that like, you know, it's okay if, you know, <laughs> we do pass, you know, it's a part of this cycle. Um, so, so it, 
it kind of introduces the idea of letting go of the attachment um, to your human experience to really step into your soul, your your most true, pure self, and to find comfort there and and to find growth there. Wow. Cassandra, <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to take it all in, but for, for everyone who's listening, if they want to rewind the last um, eight minutes or so, by means, <laughs> go ahead and do that. Um, but, but yeah, wealth of knowledge there. And, and it just um, dives into even more that it, this whole idea of something more from the physical yoga, doesn't it? Absolutely. Yeah, you know, and, um, you know, I've been studying and I've been teaching for over eight years and I've been studying for over 10 years. Um, and so for me, you know, I've really developed my own language language around the chakras um, and affirmations are so important. And I, I share a lot of affirmations on my bliss blog. But I also, if you're interested in the chakras, you know, definitely check out my website um, for that kind of stuff. And I'll share that with you at the end. And then also a Nodia Judith book, um, The Wheels of Life and Caroline Mace um, with uh, Anatomy of the Spirit. Those are also really great references that have helped me just really um, dive deeper into what the chakras are for, for me. Yeah. Um, you know, I was going to say that um, you know, people get into um, yoga, fitness, or anything to improve their health and wellness. And especially now, because we're uh, towards the end of the 2016 and moving on to 2017, where everyone's thinking about their new health uh, resolutions. And, and so, you know, someone who's new to fitness, someone who's just getting back into fitness, uh, where does yoga play into all this? And how would you encourage someone to, to check it out? Yeah, so, I mean, that's like, you know, a lot of energy there. I mean, moving into 2017, look at that as an opportunity to really step into your best self. And, you know, how do we do that? How do we make yoga part of that journey? The first thing I would say is I encourage you to step into a local studio and just take a class, you know, and read the descriptions of the classes that that particular studio is offering and step into the one that you feel most aligned with right out the gate. Um, there's nothing like an experience in a studio where a teacher is holding space for you to step into the physical, into the energetic, into the mental emotional and into your, your spiritual self. Um, and, and, you know, Step into a class where you feel safe, you know, because sometimes it can be overwhelming. If you're like, I don't know, the spiritual stuff is kind of overwhelming for me. Dude, totally understand, you know, like don't let yourself feel overwhelmed. Like perhaps you step into a more physically based space first, you know, get your feet wet there. And then if you feel more drawn to step into more of the, the meditation and the breath work and, and the philosophy, then go a little deeper. Um, there's no right or wrong way to start and there's no time like now. So I would just encourage you to, you know, take it slow and do what feels right for you, but also don't wait. Just do it. You know, just step into the class. The worst thing that happens is you didn't gel with the teacher. The teacher wasn't your jam. And like we said earlier, rejection is redirection. You find another class or another space right. and you just keep trying. Yeah. And and there's many reasons to start a yoga program, and but there's no wrong reason to start one, right? Absolutely. 
Yeah, I mean, you could be starting because you have stress or anxiety. Um, I would encourage you to take more of a restorative or a yin class, something more mellow. Um, sometimes if you're anxious, though, you might need more of a flow class because you might need to, like, get some of that movement out and then be peaceful and still. I mean, I know personally I was, like, super skittish at a young age and all through my teen years, like, lots of movement, lots of movement. And, you know, I remember uh, as a dancer, Yoga Friday, and uh, I, I just remember it changing my world. Like, all of a sudden, I was, you know, doing this movement, and I was breathing, and I felt so peaceful, and my mind was, like, the most clear it ever was because my mind is super active. And I just remember those five minutes in Shavasana just being like, oh, my God, like, there's something so much more to this life, you know, and it really took me deeper within myself, but it totally started physical for me. Um so, yeah, so, so I would just say, you know, like, just trust in the process. Trust yourself. Like, trust yourself, like, straight up. Like, if you if you think that it wasn't the right fit for you, like, honor that. Try something else, you know. Yeah. Um, maybe you're entering into yoga because of injury. So maybe you do a private lesson. I highly, I love private lessons. I love, mm-hmm. I have so many private clients, and I love working with them because you just see so much progress. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe, you know, you're feeling tight, just tighten the body so you know don't be so many people are like i can't do yoga i'm not flexible oh my god please don't think that like drop that at the door check it in a standing forward fold if you can't you know get your chest against your legs because your hamstrings feel tight you just bend your knees right so we have to learn to be flexible in life to grow as both a human and a soul so so whatever the reason step into that class and see what it does for you Maybe it's just me, but you just said something, Cassandra, about um, personal yoga instructing. Um, I'm, I'm coming mm-hmm. from the personal training world, and most people, I think, just always think, I just need a personal trainer. But there are people who do personal yoga instructing, right? Oh, my God, yeah. So I do. I have a, a few private clients, and it's really powerful uh, practice to work one-on-one with an individual on these kinds of practices. Um I have this one woman that I've been working with for like over a year now and it brings me so much joy almost to tears to to think back to where she was at the start of this journey um, and to see now how much weight she's lost, how much joy she has, how much more clear her mind is, how much more able she is to to be within herself, you know, and then, then I think of this other client of mine who, you know, we could barely get the core to lift in the, into the back Um, in plank pose and what I was able to do is provide all these different prop um, options to keep her spine safe and and now she like doesn't need any of those props and she's just like super strong and it's like it's a really powerful thing so sometimes if we feel intimidated about the group setting it might just be time for you to to reach out to a studio about connecting you with a private lesson um, with one of the teachers there. So yeah. that would be a really great way to start as well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, there are a few other things that we could always talk about, like um, uh, moms with kids and getting kids started. Can you? Uh, I, I do want to talk about that a little bit because um, it's so important to get uh, kids involved with yoga, would you say? Oh, my God, absolutely. So it's actually really fun that you – brought this up in this way because um, at the start of my journey, I mean, I worked with kids for, the, the, I was the first teacher I was was working with kids, you know, when I was 18 at such a young age. Um, and so I just remember 
teaching them the yoga and, and it's just so much joy for them. It's so much joy, like playing with the postures. It, it's fun <laughs> for them. It's not really a structured class. You know, it's kind of just like, let's play with Kropos. <laughs> let's, let's play with box pose. Let's make games. Let's, you know, but then what the really beautiful part is, is that you watch them in Shavasana and you watch those kids. And I had several kids that had ADD or ADHD or anxiety or depression and, you watch them come out of their shell and into their soul. And like, it's the most beautiful metamorphosis mm. you can see, you know, stepping from this, maybe I'm feeling awkward in who I am into, I know who I am. And I feel that, you know, and watching them just calm and relaxed in Shavasana at the end, the, the last posture of the practice where you just lay there, ah, it was so beautiful just being able to see those kids like turn off the switch for a moment and to just be still. And it was also so innocent to see them just like want to giggle and, and to hold space for them to, to giggle, you yeah. know, and, and to be a child. Um, and I think it's so important that, um, that moms don't lose themselves in their kids. You know, mm -hmm. I've seen too many moms let that happen. And, and your kids, you know, they'll be overjoyed to see you taking care of yourself and check it. They're going to get on that mat with you. If mom's a down dog playing with a sun salutation or something, those kids are going to get right there on that mat with you too and, and play and explore with mom. And like, that's such a beautiful bond to create with your child at such a young age. You know, I don't have children yet, but when I do, because I know I eventually do, I want them to, to grow up around yoga, to to, you know, be a baby in prenatal and to, like, come out of the womb then playing with yoga, like, with mom, and then to be a toddler trying, like, little tuck hops and just to evolve that way. And you might be thinking, oh, well, I haven't done that. No, don't compare yourself. Love yourself and your journey. And, like, it's never too late to get started with your kids and to get started with yourself. And I think it's also important, if I may say, that – that moms are also giving themselves their time on the mat. So yes, let's play with the kids on the mat. Let's make it something that you can do to bond, but let's also make sure to set aside time for just you and your breath work and your meditation and your postures. And, you know, maybe that's when the kids go to bed. Maybe that's something you do with your partner. Mm. You know, maybe you just lay together on the floor, crown to crown. I think that that's one of the most beautiful soulful connections you can ever experience with your partner is to just lay on the floor and let your crowns touch, let that crown chakra, that connection to source touch and maybe just sit back to back together. So, so using yoga, not just as something to stay fit, but as something to connect something more, something deeper. Very good. Excellent. Excellent. Um, we're going to have to try that one. Not you and me, but I'll have to yeah. try that. But uh, <laughs> definitely, definitely a um, experience for Something sure. Something to try with your partners. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> but um, how does that work with um, non-partners? Is, is it as powerful? Probably not, right? I mean, you could do you could do these kinds of uh, kinds of things with with friends. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I. I, you know, it might be weird to do it with a stranger, but it also might bring something up. Who knows? You know mm. what I mean? I mean, they have these, they have this style of yoga called laughing yoga, which oh. I find so funny. Like the idea of it alone makes me laugh. Um, and it's just, you know, like you're just laughing together. Right. Um, so it's, it's just, you know, yoga creates community. That's why I do a, a lot of times encourage people to get into the studio because yoga creates community. Yoga actually translates to mean union. Um, mm. you know, and that's what we're doing when we're, when we're doing yoga, we're 
creating union with others and with ourselves and with source and with the unknown realms of life. Yeah. So, so it's, it's really potent and beautiful to just be open to exploration, you know, with your partner, your friends, your family, and with strangers, you know, in the classroom setting, you know, sometimes I like to just throw a partner pose into my classes Mm. and we all end up just laughing and having so much fun whenever that happens. Right. So just being open, I think is so important. Um, I know, um, people want to figure out a way to fit it into their current workout program. And, um, Mm -hmm. you know, it's kind of interesting. Some people can go all the way in and do it five days a week. And some people maybe doing it once a week. Is, is there a a point uh, that you find that's a good balance? Mm. Yeah, I think that, um, I think that if you, you know, perhaps it's like you're trying to just start putting this into your schedule. Like once a week is a great start. Once a week is an excellent start. And check it, 15 minutes a day is also a great start. And, you know, even five minutes of just stillness, you know, in meditation is a great start. So I think it's important to not be hard on yourself about getting started. I think it's really easy um, as humans. I can totally relate to what I'm about to say. Like, it's really easy as humans to, like, be hard on yourself about, oh, am I not doing enough? Am I, you know, Mm. I could be doing more or you know, just all the X, Y, Z that pushes us away from what's good for us. And so I think start at a, at a level that feels good for you. You know, maybe you're going to hit up YouTube and check out some yogis on there. You know, I have a YouTube cast yoga, Kino yoga is really great. Patrick beach is really great. Um, you know, maybe you're going to, um, just do a video or maybe you're going to get a book, um, Gary Crafto, um, Yoga for Wellness is a really great book, uh, especially if you're looking for therapeutics. But I'm going to also say this. If you are going for more of a YouTube or like a video or a book approach, I really encourage you to take a class or a lesson with a certified instructor first because you might be like, yeah, this is where you're one and you're just kind of looking at the video or the book and you might be out of alignment and then you, your experience might be negative because you might get injured because you're not in the proper alignment so it's really it really is super important to me that you take the time to 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 work with an individual who is um doing this work so that you can be safe in your practice and then it's going to be a little easier to be like i'm going to take home this self-practice i'm going to play with more of these videos and these books but you want to make sure you know safety first like check out your alignment in a studio make sure that you're doing things in a safe way Absolutely. I totally agree. Even in fitness training, personal trainers can really be that second eye to help people out. So I totally agree with that as well. Absolutely. Um, I know you had mentioned uh, some uh, awesome resources that people can check out books or videos or Instagram pages and so forth. Could you share with those, share with us those real quick? Yeah. So like in reference to my own all the ones you are a part of and the ones that maybe people should check out as well? Absolutely, yeah. So I briefly mentioned, you know, Kino McGregor um, is an instructor that uh, she's a master teacher, um, travels the world teaching and sharing her knowledge. And her YouTube channel is Kino Yoga. And she has a lot of really great beginner tutorials. I would highly encourage you. She's put so much time into that YouTube channel. Like, check that out. Um, Patrick Beach, he's fun and playful. Um, He's 
that's I think the name of his YouTube is just his name. Um, but you can also find both of them on Instagram. Um, I also really love Casa Colibri, um, which is just C-A-S-A and then C-O-L-I-B-R-I. And she's uh, just a huge inspiration of mine on Instagram, just really talented, beautiful woman. Um, and, you know, for moms out there, you know, looking for inspiration um, to do yoga with their kids, Coffee and Rainbows, which is, like, the cutest name. I just love Tony. I've actually done an Instagram challenge or two with her. She's awesome. Um, she she has her kids, and they do yoga together, and it's, like, a really beautiful way to get inspired. Same with Laura Socora. I've also had the honor of meeting her. and I traveled to the Isle of Man to study with her um, back in uh, 2016, early on, and I'm like already in 2017, <laughs> and like she's um, she's incredible, and she has her kids, and she does yoga with them. So those are really inspirational people to look at for moms. Um, you know, like I mentioned, Gary Crafto is great with yoga for wellness, um, and uh, there's Nikolai Bachman, um, the language of yoga. If you're interested in learning like terms and philosophy and postures, you know any. Um, Anything with Ashtanga is pretty cool, which is just one of the most ancient lineages of yoga, which is how I actually got started um, on a deeper level when I was in teacher training when I was 19. Um, yeah, and then, of course, you know, like, hit up my website. It's CassandraJustine.com. Um, I have a blog up on there. I share music all the time. Music is definitely uh, something that speaks to my soul. I actually created my own style a little bit back called vibe flow and vibe stands for vinyasa invert breathe explore and vinyasa is just breath synchronized music um inversions are getting upside down um you know the breath is always my focus and then um explore so giving that opportunity to be creative and expressive within your practice and so it's really just a creative collaboration of movement breath and music and i make a new playlist every single week um and i share that on my bliss blog and on my website so definitely if you're into music check that out um i'm on spotify cassandra justine um but but yeah so those are all like really great resources um and then of course i have my youtube channel and i have some inversion tutorials and i have a free class on there that's an hour long so and then real quick uh, cassandra where do you teach uh and then if you could share with our audience, um, just the last piece of advice you could encourage our audience. Yeah, absolutely. So um, I teach at a Himsa yoga studio in Oak Park. I've taught at so many different studios over the course of my career, and I feel most aligned with them ethically. Um, I actually co-lead a 200-hour yoga line to accredited teacher training there. Um, and then I do retreats. Um, I'm collaborating with my dear friend and incredible teacher, Caitlin Cohen. Um, we're doing a chakra awakening retreat so if you're interested in tapping into your chakras on a very deep beautiful level um while traveling all around you know the jungle and the beaches of costa rica come check that out it's on my website it's in july uh through august of 2017 about a seven day um retreat and then um also uh checking out instagram cast yoga really great place if i was going to leave you with a last piece of advice um you know bottom line like choose joy above it all love yourself as you are you're right where you need to be um believe that you can grow and that you can change um let go of what doesn't serve you to let in what lifts you um and just always honor yourself and be true to yourself and 
come from a place of love and kindness as you walk through this beautiful journey that is your life. Wow, couldn't have said it any better. And I really appreciate <laughs> your time, Cassandra, uh, for the many minutes and plus hours. <laughs> but um, <laughs> and um, I know we can always talk about this subject a little bit more and dive deeper into it a little bit as well. Um, but for now, I will let you go. And um, I'm gonna have to stop by and take an experience with you soon. Sounds like a plan, Eric. Thank you so much. Have such a beautiful, blessed day, and uh, I'll talk to you soon. Very good. Bye bye. Bye. Thank you so much for joining us today on Healthy Living with Eric Sue. Head over to ericwsue.com for full recaps of every show in Eric's health and wellness blog. Your healthy living life is waiting for you. So stay active and be safe.